0: welcome to our seventy-ninth amuna class we are here in the studio with modechai ben avram i want to thank our studio team for in person being here so we'll hopefully get the edited full version out there amazing opportunity to sit together say hello Reb ben avram and Hi, i say rev rabbi. rabbi yes
1: um, thank you for ellie for having me being here and being just the strongest supporter just for so many years and it's been a long time since I, I've been here because of COVID and different things. And you know, also thank you to uh Rabbi Arush for being such a tremendous leader in, Definitely. in creating this environment for us to share together.
0: Amazing. So we're gonna be looking, we've got a few cameras going on here. We've got Instagram Live, Facebook Live, and uh yeah, this is an opportunity to join us weekly, Dabulamuna Tuesday special double energy and we have been most in effort to bring the class an hour earlier if that's my serious to get up an hour earlier however it affects everyone out there but we know that this class needs to be done and we do have the pleasure of having a full studio after this class and i personally will be doing my follow-up class in my home this week because i want to make sure that the people have a full day to do what they need to do here and that's my ability to be flexible that's the hope that we're able to welcome and that's the name of the class welcoming all souls to amuna that is the title that's how we're going to post it we want to welcome everyone to amuna to make sure we all have a place to be feel safe and happy and able to express how we truly feel we do understand that there's a lot of difficult things going on globally we are aware and we are in an Middle of now, the three weeks already after a bunch of days we fasted this Sunday, and within already two weeks Sunday, we'll be at Tishabav, the climax. So, this time does go quick. It's a matter of us really jumping on the opportunity of being able to draw out from this time of darkness a lot of light. And that's the pleasure of having Mordecai Ben Avram. And remember, we are going to discuss his journey, so everyone stay tuned. And share this wonderful, special 79th night for Munaka. It's been two years. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. So I'm sure he's got a lot to catch us up on, including myself, including all our listeners. And we thank you, followers, because thank God the previous class, Aviabalo, and all the other wonderful classes we're doing are going up on our platform now as we speak the edited versions we did put up the live feed but we always prefer to have a proper professionally done edited version and we thank you for your patience let's go now to our feedback we'll just get through this quickly and Avram, if you're able to just uh hold in there while we just read out some of the good vibes that people have given us first of all we want to give a blessing to our guest Monachai Ben Avram and his family who are joining us in the Holy Land in Yushalayim in the Rav wonderful studio and we want to thank all the online followers and dedicate this class to the success of our guests in all. to so the full healing to be rid of Corona, all forms of all these illnesses out there, For shame, specifically for Shalom Ben Yemna, for Tehillah Rivka Bas Masha, Chana Bas Frida and these classes also for the elevation to the pure soul Gedalia, Sanyarach with the Nobel Gedalia Gedalia Fenster will be in the Holy Land. We haven't had any updates if he's joining us or any other classes yet, but we are definitely keeping an eye out for an opportunity to be in person with Gedalia. be a pleasure. We appreciate your dedication to our Muna classes, to so our teachings. We want to wish everyone a good week, a meaningful rest of three weeks, Tammuz, also the transition to Menachem Av which is the the because of chodesh the shabbos a healthy energized summer days with amuna and our tagline sharing amuna global all that's the big challenge and mission okay let's hear the feedback it's good to share muna is our future smile rabbi yes they're telling me to smile or maybe i was smiling thank you rabbi thanks always amen shalom rabbi shalom hi hashem bless you all shalom dear rave laser that lasers one of my names Eli he goals of, Hashem bless you. May uh Shalom Israel, may Hashem guide you and take care of you on the path of Muna. I wish you every success and I follow with great intention your shirim So interesting and full of Torah wisdom. May all the world have peace and knowledge of God. Amen. Which is a big part of what we're going to discuss. Amen, amen. And may Hashem bless you, Rabbi, and everyone watching this video. And he goes Double Tuesday Weekly Muna class. Someone else wrote two handsome geezers Yeah, that wasn't about us. Oh good. Okay. Sorry, that was Avi Abelo. Appearance, Shalom Rabbi, and Avi, yes Hashem. Shalom, millions of us need to wake up, meditate, breathe, and be of Hashem for 24 hours. I suppose that's Shabbos or whatever the, the guy's putting out there. Shalom from Germany. Hi Avi. Hi Eli Brez of Goldsliff. Shalom Avi. Shalom from India. Mahodu. Shalom Israel. May all the world have peace and knowledge of God. Amazing. So we're really reaching out. We've got Germany, we've got India. Thank you for your class, Rabbi Goldsmith. wishing protection to your son and all those who watch our very Israel, well. may there be peace in our Holy Land. That was to do with my son has just joined the army, no, the no, oldest, no, yeah. Barakhissabh be Amazing class, love the reminders to stand up for your truth. Yeah, get up, stand up. Shalom, millions of us. By the way, I sang a little song in one of my classes the other day and I got copyrighted just for me singing. <laughs> Singing a song in like 40 seconds or something Mm -hmm. and they copyrighted it. Facebook, you know, you never know. Like, the I didn't it know. It, I, sat it, so I, did. I it
1: in. Yeah,
0: but even just to sing some random guy singing a song gets copyright. Mm. Shalom from Germany. Hi, Avi. Hi, Eli Bezov. Shalom Amunna is indeed our survival for the future. Our unity will create peace. Thank you. Thank you, all of you. Thank you, Hashem for our class. Let's go into uh, a nice intro to Modacham and Avram from the man himself. Let's hear about where he's at, what he's been up to. And then we'll focus in on welcoming all the souls, which is what our purpose is to a Munna. Uh,
1: again, thank you, Ellie, for uh, having me, Rabbi Ellie, And, um, I, you know, just, you know, where I, I guess from the time I was, when I, it was interesting, the last time I was here was actually the day that I got engaged.
0: Yeah, remember.
1: Yeah, it was, so now, you know, we're married. Color came in. Yeah, she came in, she met the rabbi. We now a, your wife? My, my wife, yeah. and she, she, we received the bracha. So, so far we just finished our Shana Rishona. Wow. And, um, you know, just life and, you know, getting to know each other. We live over in like Givat Shaul uh, right now. So it's a little bit of... out of, we, At first we were right by the Mamila Mall. And, um, you know, some miraculous thing. We moved over to Givat Shaul. But the point is just saying, so now that um, since then, I've, you know, published a book, uh, mine of the Black Jew. Um, You know, I received smicha, I think it was in April, I think April 7th. Um, And now I'm working with uh, Pirkei Shoshanim. And we just released the education curriculum and, you know, we're working with different, you know, universities in the States um, on how to better understand Judaism from an Orthodox perspective.
0: Amazing. So, and also in this time you've got smicha, Mm -hmm. I believe, you became Mm -hmm. an official rabbi. Yeah. And uh, and also, what was that like, experience? Because I, you know, I well, personally it, it, didn't for, go through the rabbinate, so... Yeah, it, well, maybe. So,
1: the, it started, actually, um, hmm. when I was back in at Or Sameach. Um, there's a pr- program out of B'nai Brock and also Lakewood that um, basically, like, allows guys who are at a certain learning level to um, go on the path of learning Smicha. And so this oh. was, like, started, like, around, like, uh, 2000, right before Corona. And so things kind of slowed down with us being able to go to Shira and this type of things, but um, slowly it evolved back, and um, I was able to um, see my smicha from uh, some of the most respected rabbis here in Israel, and then also in uh, in, um, in Lakewood, New Jersey.
0: Oh, amazing! Yeah. So it's an international smicha in a way. Yeah, but more so, I think I think it'd probably be more.
1: Like I think here in Israel, I don't know how it works here in Israel, but yeah. it's out of also
0: uh, <laughs> no. I mean, Rab Diel would be able to give us an insight, but he's unfortunately, we also dedicate the class to his full recovery. I think he's thank God is is on the road to recovery he had an accident a few weeks ago, and Rav uh, Shalem Elchanan ben, Shoshana Bela should recover, and we miss him. But we do have the pleasure of of welcoming all souls, and that's the point focus on the class. How would you feel like this is the, the first question, has acceptance improved in the Jewish world for all the diverse souls that join us these days and all days?
1: Yeah, you know, one of the one of the things I think I'm most passionate about, you know, you know, every rabbi has their kind of like niche, you know, something they kind of like work on, some bigger than others. You know, I I'm really focused on the idea of, you know, reaching out to the B'nai Noach world, you know, and really empowering people to really understand, you know, what the beauty of the system of the Torah is, you know, and it's not to bring people to become Jewish. You know, that's the last thing that I would really want. To see what I would want to see is for people, like for example, the the Torah says that Abraham was the father of all 70 nations. And these 70 nations come through Noah and his in his sons. So the idea is to say that, you know, Along with that, every nation was given a specific angel, too, as well, right? So the idea is to utilize the wisdom of the Torah to empower other nations to be able to connect to Hashem directly themselves, right? To talk to God themselves, to know that God loves them, that God is with them, and there's righteousness that they should attach themselves to, and and negativity and impurity they should separate themselves from. So I think it's incumbent upon us as Jews for the for us to see that, and and not only that, for people to see the Torah itself and say, like, hey, wait, there's stories of redemption for my people. There's there's stories of miracles that have happened in my lineage. It doesn't matter if you're from Indian culture, or Asian culture, or you know, um, European, Africa. It doesn't matter. You know, you're you're you have a mesorah. Like I'm African American there's a lot of miracle stories for black people in america there's stories of redemption there's stories of trials there's stories of triumph it's 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 stories of 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 hashem you know uh guiding us in particular directions you know all i'll say whether it's in slavery or 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 during times of segregation even to now so you know it's um so there's torah within all everyone's existence but we have the centralized Torah, which was given on Mount Sinai to B'nai Israel that was also translated into 70 nations, right? I mean to 70 languages, right? right? For the 70 nations. So the Midrashim tells us, so the idea is just to be able to uplift people to talk to God directly and to see the Masura of the Jewish people inside of their traditions as well and to see the Torah as the way the
0: world is designed
1: versus a book that's on the shelf.
0: So the part of the question, you you definitely answered the ideal, but has it improved practically for people, like the word on the street when you're meeting people, cause you do get around, I see you have a lot of friends and you have a big social network. Are those people feeling welcomed into the Jewish um, experience, like for shul, for example, going to synagogue or, you know, different communal experiences, the school situation, schooling. I know you haven't got there yourself yet. Please, God, you will, <laughs> um, but uh, in a positive way. But, uh, you know, we've, we remember the, what the media spoke about with Nissen Black, and he's been here himself and discussed it somewhat. Mm. Um, and other guests we've had also from diverse backgrounds. You know, do you feel that it is improving? Like, the awareness is happening. <clears throat> well, So the ideals, what you've said before, are actually impacting not just your mindset, but the general. Yeah, the general, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, it's good to be connected to the collective. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, everybody, you know, Hashem creates a different experience for everybody, you know. And one of the gifts of, you know, living in Israel for the last, you know, seven years almost, is the fact that, you know, I met so many different types of people and so many different types of Jews and so many different, you know, stories, you know, and, and, and one of the things is I had different roommates and, you know, every Jew has their set of challenges. Like it's just what it is, you know, and whatever you're supposed to deal with in this lifetime, you know, Hashem's gonna present it to you. You know, and you can look at it as like, oh well I'm experiencing this because I'm black and I'm by myself, and and no one else understands me, and I'm alone, and I'm struggling with this thing, or we could look at the concept of struggle as something that's collective. No matter what, right? That's the idea. When Mashiach reveals itself, that that there will be a certain level of pain and suffering that's going to be lifted from the world. Right. So we can learn out from that that pain and suffering is something that we all have together. You know, you know, recently, you know, me and my wife, you know, my wife's had some t- some medical challenges. And so we had to you know, go to the hospital, different things like this, you know, which is, you know, a very big learning lesson in marriage, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, but, you know, when you're sitting in that emergency room the, I was in the uh, in, it was in, in Karen and it's a hospital here. And I was in the sitting in the emergency room, you know, you know, when to see what's going to happen, my wife. But there were Muslims, Jews, secular, Sioni, Haredi. But in that room, no one was thinking about that. True. You're right? No one was thinking about how different we are in this. What we're saying. Everyone was there to get it, receive some type of Yeshua, right? Whether mm-hmm. they said in their language. So the thing is, is saying that like yes, there are challenges, but I think we have to look at it as interpersonal, and and and, and also I also believe that a lot of people who come to the synagogues in these different places that are different you know it's about what consciousness you come from because like why are people being weird why are people being judgmental why are even people acting out even forms of even racism because they're traumatized you know we we don't see the Jewish people and we 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 see success we see you know uh brazenness and we have a country and and a military and all but underneath a lot of that is trauma that's been going on for generations, living around the non-Jewish world and being abused and beaten and, and, and treated like, you know, like nothing, like animals, you know, and, and now we're in a position in North America and in Israel where we could kind of shed some of that experience, but that pain is still there. And so when someone walks into a room that doesn't look like they're part of the hashkafa of, of this particular place, and people react a certain way, is that right? No. It's not right, but at the same time, me as an individual, being a black person and being in the Jewish world, I have to look at it and be like, that's trauma. That person is acting on trauma. This isn't like, I'm, it's, not, it's not racism against me. This is trauma that I'm experiencing. Same thing when you're in a relationship with someone. Trauma comes out. Now, or either you're gonna take it as, this person is acting this way towards me and they don't love me and they don't connect to me and they don't respect me, or, this person is expressing an aspect of trauma that they've been carrying and it's coming out in an ugly way, in a way that's even hurtful to me. But it's not me, it's them. And and I think that is the, the consciousness that oh. can allow us to survive. We have to see trauma.
0: So what, what happened like in your past that gave you insight to that? Because I know from last time when we spoke a few years back and our discussions that you did have time periods say in LA, um, where you did get access as you were being successful in the, in the music and other and the fashion industry, but you still were also working on your inner world. Mm. And your, it seems like your parents were aware of things like that. Mm. You came from a, a very self-aware family. That's that's what I remember from our discussions. And uh, so how does that translate for us over here? Like, you know, we're sitting in a, a Muna class where Vorish has given us loads of principles of how to connect to God and connect deeper to ourselves but how does it connect in with your journey and now that we're two years later, continuing this discussion? You know, I really um,
1: appreciate being happy. You know, that that being happy matters to me. You know, uh, being inspired matters to me. Like I, I want to spend as much as my day in that place. And so Hashem, you know, he creates different challenges for us to deal with, difficulties, you know, like, like, one, my wife, you know, dealing with those challenges, you know. But either I can look at it as like, oh, my God, look what's happening to me. Or even, oh, my God, look what's happening to her. Or look what look what Hashem is doing for us bringing us closer together. Sure. Right? Because we're more closer than we ever were. And we even got a wake-up call of this is what marriage really is. You know, This marriage is life or death. You know, in the sect of Kaddushin, we understand how to, you know, receive a wife through the story of Avraham taking his wife and burying her. We start off with the whole process of how he acquired the land and all these different things to understand that well, idea, you know So the whole
0: the whole idea of Lakika, on you know, it comes out because the, I that whole limit from the Gemara, from the Talmud of, of acquisition of marriage, yep. begins with Avram and the fields of Ephron, which is where he buried his wife. Exactly. So it all begins with that foundation that it's a very serious. Wait, why does the, yeah. why
1: does the Gemara start with this particular Gemara start yeah. with the story of Abraham? These These stories were strategically real, placed. Yeah. Right. So this is marriage. And so I, I think, like, yeah, my parents were definitely very much into mental health. Um, my journey started um, in terms of my Torah journey started at the Kabbalah Center in Los Angeles. Um, and, you know, it's a very controversial place, but, you know, for me, it did two things. One thing, and, and this was through the teachings of, uh, you know, Rabbi Berg, you know, and blessed memory, passed away. And, you know, even though I understand, like, you know, he was a very controversial figure, I think was even put in harem um, by the Rabbanum, you know, he's, he's for me, he's a Jew and he inspired me. And in the same way that Rabbi Meir's teacher, you know, um, was maybe Achir, yeah maybe he
0: went off but rabbi mayor went on and became you know. was his actual name but yeah mm. he ended up being called after because of the heretical concepts so and, and i'm not connecting it makes you know. hashem achad hashem acher hashem is not one hashem is other mm. so that's the difference the Dalad and the race oh wow. it's, it's all about the nakuda That little bit of ink on the top of the 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 race makes a Dalit into sorry race into a Dalit door door Dalit race and that's the the Muhammad. that's the whole challenge of all of history with the Muhammad Amalek like, do, do, door Dor, door Raish, race Raish race to make the race Wow. to make the Shema he became busy with heretical thoughts and bring it back to Hashem Achad, back to the oneness. And the I just want to I just want to say,
1: I'm not yeah. comparing Rabbi Meir's yeah. teacher yeah. to, yeah, you to know, the founder of the, yeah. at, at all. Because like, yeah. there was nothing, for me, I didn't yeah. even today as a rabbi, yeah. as a person who's been through learning for seven sure. years, day and night, I didn't hear anything heretical. His processes, I see how they differed, but my point for mentioning is... maybe yeah,
0: he took out the Nakura Tova, the good part of the of Akher, that was what Meir did. Mm. So,
1: so two things I got. One is is that the like I'm looking around me right now, and this is a big part of my book, actually, mine, The Black Jew, goes into this. Can we see it on the camera? Yeah, yeah, you can see it. It's uh, it's on Amazon right now. You There's can see. It. Oh, Amazon, this one. Yeah, okay, yeah. fine, that one. Anyways, so um, the point is just saying that. So it's two things I got from the teachings of the Burke. One was the idea that the reality that we live in is actually an expression of a spiritual system right it's a it's a spiritual system that's constantly being generated over and, over and over and over and over and over again you know we can learn a little bit of that out in the days of creations with the the filaments or rachias. and this is a spiritual system that's just constantly functioning right and so this spiritual system presents different situations different experiences you know to you some that are painful some that are pleasurable some that are a combination of a both you know some are you know new experiences that you it takes time to even for you to understand so we live in a spiritual system so God gave us coordinates a GPS system to plug into this system and not only plug into the system even in in certain elements being able to take control of the system and this is what the Torah is. And this is what the Torah and the the halacha that we express um, on a moment-by-moment basis, God willing, you know, is a way for us to plug into the system. The second thing is the fact that he opened up this idea of being able to see the pain of the world and how so much of the world is suffering because they're living in this world of experiences that's being generated from the heavens but they have no clue how to function in it, right? It's like, if you took the, 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 the you know, a good friend of mine is uh, Amari Stoudemire, uh, Jehoshaphat bin Avraham, who's also learning to study and he's on this path of Smeika himself, wow. but, but uh, yeah, it's what he's learning right now. And so the, the, so if you took the 12 greatest basketball players ever to play basketball and you put them on one court and you gave them a basketball, but you gave them, you didn't give them any rules on how to play basketball, the experience and the joy of playing basketball that they would have or they've had in, like, their prior incarnation, they would not have it now because without rules on how to play the game, it's just a ball and people are going to be running into each other and tripping over each other and hitting each other and and making up rules as they go and and it's just going to be mayhem. But once you apply rules to the game, then you're able to be in a position where you could actually experience the game itself and experience the joy and the camaraderie and the connection and the competition and those types of things so the thing is the world doesn't have rules on how to experience this reality that we're in and, and they think many parts of what they experience is is a totality right is, is a totality and so that's where war in violence in 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 these ideas come from or or even you know things like famine and disease and a lot of these problems that we have in the world are because as a collective society or at least a critical mass doesn't understand the reality we're functioning in and it doesn't have tools and so me hearing that as a non-jew it was just like wow You know, like, really, that that makes so much sense, you know? Like, materialism is such a big concept because it's right in our face, but it's not the total reality. You know, I grew up in Calabasas. Um, I grew up in Los Angeles, but the latter part of my teenage was in um, uh, in a place called Calabasas, which is like a smaller community, but very considered very affluent. But the thing is, my high school that I went to, even though we had so much money and resources, we had the second highest drug rate in the state of California. You know uh-huh. and and so a lot of these kids there had abundance you know but they had bread of shame and it was emptiness these types of things so i saw that growing up that materialism and happiness the story that's being sold on television about pleasure and happiness is not necessarily what manifests in reality so
0: sure.
1: and then i stumbled on the kabbalah center a little bit like after high school and saw that wait some of the biggest celebrities in the world are coming here trying to create find meaning in life so like what am I gonna do I'm gonna spend my whole life what wanting to make more money than my dad more money than my neighbors like what am I gonna spend my life doing because the reality is it's like you know before I became Jewish I just wanted to know what the world really was why the days are the way that they are why you know I remember growing up and seeing you know on Friday I met, I met, I met. I I remember being a young kid on Fridays and noticing something different about the air of Shabbos growing up. Like, I will be outside and seeing people driving fast. And I used to always say, oh, people just want to get home because it's the weekend, you know? But I, I noticed something different about air of Shabbos, you know? Like, the people, the energy, this, blah, 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 blah. You know, and you think about it, Friday night, how many people go and they get dressed up in their best clothes and they go out? And they're looking. They go to a club. They go to a restaurant. They go to a bar, and they're looking to connect. Whether it's a, whether it's to the high of the the alcohol or maybe marijuana or whatever you know their indulgences, or whether it's to engagement and in intimacy or flirtation, whatever it is, they're looking to connect. And it's just like, but why is that inside of people? And we could justify and say, oh, because it's their day off. Yeah, but people go to clubs every day of the week, especially in L.A., you know what I mean? They go to bars every day, maybe twice a day. But what is so special about Friday night, you know? And what is this idea of relaxing on Saturday, you know? And so there's something innate inside of the world that has some type of relationship with the spiritual world, but not yeah. knowing how to... Uh... Well,
0: the high-tech world has taken on the idea of... Uh, um... Digital detox has become a very famous terminology and reality for people weekly, where they disconnect to reconnect on Friday, sundown till Saturday, sundown, and they call it a Sabbath. And they, you Mm. know, they associate it with Jewish. Mm. But the main, maybe because a lot of the, the, the entrepreneurs over there, influential people are Jewish and have reawakened a little bit. But it's also because they understand that they need it. Like I said to I said to my wife the Shabbos we're walking along in Jerusalem and I'm just like having our you know Shabbos day pleasurable walk and it, you know, imagine that you see the people driving along and they're on their phones and everything's hustle hustle and they're still hustling another day of hustle instead of experiencing family and experiencing Hashem and experiencing Amunah. so 100% I like, totally connect to what you're saying about the need to connect and to have a bigger Mission, and that's what woke your soul up. Now the question back is, on the other way of the story, has there been acceptance in the general world towards the diversity of souls that make up the Jewish people? Has that improved? Meaning, how is the world getting the 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 true story that the Jewish people are not just a bunch of white people from Ashkenazi Germany or wherever? Like, there's there's a a diverse range of all kinds of people, which, once again, in a way, it's irrelevant, because we're souls, and doesn't really matter what color skin and whether and all this stuff. But another sense it is relevant, because it shows the strength of our mission in the world to bring light to all the nations, because we have representatives from all the nations within our people, who have either converted, or they have a very similar cultural connection, or they took on certain visual appearances that give connection, like Esther Malka, she was able to be whatever nation the person would look at and want to see. Mm. That was one of her chen, her grace. Nice. And she was able to from that, bring the salvation of Purim. So there's definitely a point to that, of being able to be connectable and be universal, like Rav Oresh, his books and teachings always been trying to bring out a more universal message of Amunah. Have you felt that the world's, like in your experience now, there's been a few years in Eretz well and you've met lots and lots of people. Are the non-Jewish world seeing us in a more open light?
1: Um, I think the world is more open to solutions. I think, um, I'm, and I'm speaking more from Western society. Um, I think the concept of materialism being this kind of like, savior or pinnacle destination i think is is fading but i think you know the way to look at it is you know there is a perception that you know oh jews is just you know it's like a subdivision of 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 european whiteness right and so i think with every challenge that we experience you know you have to you, you have to take it up with the boss right the creator of the universe and say why did hashem create such a thing that the world perceives this in this way that's all I'm concerned about why did Hashem create such a thing And in one once you do that once you remove the judgment once you do that you remove judgment because everyone's just responding off of Hashem's Hasbara right Hashem's influence that's, that's what the world's responding to so why it Hashem create such a thing and you could say that it's our responsibility as Jews to to, to, be, you know, to be a voice, you know, to be out. And we've been insular for just reasons, like we stated earlier, whether you're from Middle Eastern Jewry or, or Spanish Jewry or European Jewry, there's reason to, but you have to take it up with Hashem. And to say, well, why is Hashem doing that? What is Hashem compelling me to do? What is He compelling you know, us to, what, what is He compelling by having this type of conversation? You know what I mean? Like what what is he? What is Hashem trying to do? And so I think, you know, the world is gonna be as open as we are action orientated. As much as we see that our safety on this planet, you know, against anti-Semitism and these different things, has a lot to do with our ability to explain to the non-Jewish world how the spiritual system, and the Jewish world for that matter, you know, how the, how the spiritual system works, how to plug into happiness how to
0: plug into fulfillment, right. how to plug in. Right, so the, the the next question is is a question, are we plugging in? We are one as our God is one, someone wrote. Then our synagogues, are we living this in our communities? This, are we plugged in? Are you seeing it? When um, I mean, you go into shul today, you go to yeshiva, right. You you you're around speaking to different people, are people plugged in, is it happening? I mean, you had a few years already, one of the gifts we gave when you got married, and engaged, we gave you all of Rav Arush's books. Yep. Like, has th- th- those teachings helped you? And have you seen it? Mm. General teachings of general Torah and Rabonim, is it helping? Well, you know, the thing
1: is, a lot of the Hashkafah that I'm saying, mm. you know, a lot of it came from Rabbi Arush in that conversation that we had, because I was here for a couple hours and we were able to exchange a lot of points in that discussion. And the points that came from the rob were connected to a lot of other teachings that I had, but it kind of came together. So this idea of bringing the world to a place or a critical mass to a place where they know they can speak directly to God and they can be thankful for what God provides to them. And they have this relation with the unseen reality that that that's they're surrounded by, that's influencing them and, you know, those types of things. So... I think you know people who are learning teachings like Breslov um specifically from Rabbi arush and and these teachings and I'm just speaking from my own personal experience I think a lot of these people have awakened like people like yourself you know trying trying yeah. but but the, the trying like it was a famous midrash yeah. that that when 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 Jakob and and the angel are wrestling each other they said the dust of the ground goes all the way up to the to the to the to the heavens, right? Sure. And so the Mufarshim asked the question, say, so like, so why is it um, why is it um, why why does the Mufarshim have to talk about what, the, the why why does it talk about the dust going up to the sky? And the reason why is because Hashem is not about it's not about like victory in a secular sense. It's about that the struggle, that's what Hashem, You know, sees like even the word Yisrael, right? Yisra, it means to struggle, right? El means God. So the whole Nakuda of being a Jew is not like, oh, I'm at this place, this Zen place, and everything is complete, and and I get it, and everything is clear. No, it means that every day I'm going to question, I'm Jewish. What does that mean? The word that I just said, was that word really? Was that you know? Where was that word coming from? Where was this intention
0: coming from? The way I am with my wife, the way I am with friends, the way I am with community. When you're learning a Sugiyah, when you're trying to understand the the Talmud. Big time. It's a big
1: struggle. It's a big struggle to be clear. Cool, yeah, like we're just doing Yomi
0: now, we just went into mm. Kasubos. Uh-huh. You know, Yavamis was very big struggle, you know, like, in, thank God we got through it as a people, you know. <laughs> it's a there's difficult tractates, it's, the Torah itself causes a lot of struggling in a way that's the best way to struggle, which is with the Torah Hashem, with Hashem's amen. teachings. Uh, not in, God forbid, in health issues, another thing, we wish your wife a full recovery, amen, amen. and uh, please God, it should only be Simchas and amen, Nachas. Amen. We want to round off the class, we want to ask a final statement from Monacham Ben Avram. What would you feel like is one thing, we've mentioned here about bringing the oneness of Hashem into the shuls, into people's lives. And the soul connection, one of the, I mentioned it last week of Aviabolo, anti-soulism. Yeah, Yeah, I'll just put the camera here for one second, just explain the concept. Anti-soulism really is just an inspiration I got being in these last few years by Rev Shauna Morris and having him sit right here in the studio and with Daniel God and all our guests, including yourself at 79 classes already a big, big wow. achievement, Amen. many, many hours together with Sadik. And there was also the before and after and all the meetings and the tours. And I missed the tours with the Rav. I'm still praying that we'll be able to make one in November, please God with the Rav fully recovered. So we can have him influencing in full sense um, in person. But the the idea of soul I got a big inspiration being here of united souls that so we're all together one soul. Now the question is the world the people who are against the Jewish people what are they really against? They're not against just the physical existence of our nation in Israel etc because there's obviously been a history way before that. So what I would say and I got inspiration from the fact that Hitler himself a Shema wrote in his mind Kampf that he wants to re- remove the consciousness of mankind through removing the Jewish people. Mm. We represent a certain consciousness, awareness, a soulfulness, and that is what we bring to the world. We remind the world that there's a soul and that we have a soul level. We have to learn how to learn to understand the soul, to be able to communicate to the soul, how to pray from the soul, how to live more soulfully, more spiritually, and that's something which our mission as a people is very much connected to. So I, I taglined instead of anti-Semitism, I want to get anti-soulism mm. as so people can understand a real solution to all the lack of unity is soul. So that's something which is very important to me. I want to ask you to round off the class. Do you have a message that will resonate somewhat with that? And how can you long term in your future? What are you hoping to do to help correct some of that? and also in your own unique way as well with, with the Minds of the Black Jew book you put out and all the amazing course and opportunities you're providing online. And we'll end off with that.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, um, well, one of the things that, you know, you know, I'm focused on and I and, and I have um I have endorsements from different rabbis is to basically go out and organize organize a spiritual a I- set of ideas and in, in engage say the african-american community and the benefit of that idea is not just the african-american community but it is also to inspire other jews that come from different unique backgrounds whether it's spanish whether it's asian whether it's you know whatever alaskan whatever the background is european African, you know, to be able to go out and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to, as a as a Jew, I'm going to put spiritually this nation under my rishus. And and I'm going to go in and teach whoever's willing to learn out of this nation on how to see their ethnicity as only an expression of their soul. And their soul is only an expression of their relationship with Hashem. And 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 Hashem connects them to every other single soul that exists on planet Earth, right? And so that is that is the that is the focus right now, and especially with the African American community, that has a large influence in the world. You know, whether it's through politics, pop culture, education, um, um, you know, you know, just innovation, inventions. And being able to say like hey you know as african americans we really don't have a clear identity right we don't really have through slavery and through missing history and lost history and these types of things so it's not necessarily a clear identity other than what's been told to us in north america right through books and schools and these different things so the idea is is that that is a humongous opportunity why because if you don't really know who you are and you really don't know your history, what better way to define yourself uh, based off of the actions that you do every day? Who am I? I don't know who I am. I don't know necessarily who my great, 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 great grandfather was. I don't know. Slavery, okay, Africa, maybe not Africa, who knows? You know, these type of things. Who was I mixed with? How are they even? You don't know. But today, there's an opportunity to create a new definition of self that comes through the wisdom of the Torah. And one of the gifts that we have is that we have a spiritual system that revolves around what we call the seven laws of Noah, right? We have a whole spiritual system that allows anybody, you don't have to be Jewish. Now, if someone has this overwhelming desire to want to be Jewish, you know, we say go over there and talk to that rabbi, right? Or go to that organization. But if you just want to, Connect to the principles of truth, and the principles of learning, and the principles of oneness of all humanity. You know, underneath God, is we. There's a system for that. So we want to be able to open up that system, to allow people to redefine themselves, to to say, "Who am I today?" It's what I do. It's how I connect to God. It's how I treat my fellow man. It's how I treat my family members. It's how I treat my body. It's how you know I I I I. I um, um, I, the things I think about throughout the day, and being able to give people that path to connect to the holy laws of Noah and be in partnership with the Jewish people, because this Jewish people are a small nation, right? And but our job is to influence the world to come back. And I think utilizing and being a part of this African American per se movement to connect to the seven Ben Noah should be an example for all Jews to say, no, we got to take, Charge of this world because it's obviously going in a direction far away from God, and I think that goes into your anti-soul conversation. But it's like, are we going to go out in the world? Are we going to get creative? I mean, there's a lot of Jewish writers that were in film and television that weren't necessarily religious, but shaped a lot of the early uh, uh, modern American hushkafa around justice and truth and these types of things. You know, these big studios like MGM and different studios—they were using Jewish stories and and Jewish. Uh, um, Met- Metaphor. Yeah, everyone
0: was making a joke recently that um, with Pasha's Balak, that
1: mm.
0: you know who was who's the donkey is. Uh, everyone's expecting the voice come out Eddie Murphy.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> no, 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 yeah, okay, I hear that, I hear that, I hear
1: that. I hear that, <laughs>
0: that. I hear like, because it's everything you look at. There's there's must be from the Torah that talking donkey idea or this idea, the sword from the rock. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's staff. Oh, and, very nice. You know, you can go through Hollywood. You I'm know. Fine. You, Take Sol Blinkoff, for example, he knows how to do that amazingly. Right? Mm. he even inserted in some of his uh, narratives, he put in a little bit there, like in Winnie the Pooh and Mezuzah on one of the doors one time, mm. and he threw in some Jewishness to people without really knowing, you know? Wow. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's there. And so I just think it's it's about us being creative about explaining God and reaching out to the world. My personal thing is, is kind of like taking that, you know, with the permission of the Rabanam here is to take kind on of like this chief Role of the African American community and being able to engage them into a, a broader outlook about life, and and the potential life and imagination all through the the system of the Torah, and um, and I think it's it's in it's you know Jews that are Spanish should take advantage of that. Jews that are Asian, Jews that are European, African, whatever should take that initiative to say like, no, there is a Torah. You know, it's not about convincing anybody because once you convince convinced, they can un- be unconvinced. But it's about creating an alternative avenue for the souls that are interested. And I'll leave on this last point. The madrashim... The madrashim tell us that you know before the torah was given to the jewish people hashem went to all the nations right and one nation said oh i don't want to take the torah because of this and this because you know shim was offering the torah say hey you guys want to keep the torah you guys want to be the bearers of the torah and people say, "Ah, like, oh, you know this is uh, a little bit different for us we don't want to do this we don't like this but the story is is that you know there were people inside of those nations that wanted to keep the torah right and they say some of those people you know are are, are reincarnated, if you believe in reincarnation, they come back into this world and they become converts. But there's still people that were also reincarnated that didn't come back necessarily as converts at this stage, but it may not want to be converts, but they just may want to connect to the truth, right? They may not want to be Jewish. They may just want to connect to the truth. So if we're seeing that Madrashim is explaining to us how the spiritual system is designed when we're out communicating with communities and debunking these false narratives about God and the Torah and the Jewish people and Eretz Israel, we should be thinking about bringing those people out. And Lakutte Moran says, and I said it was my last word, but Lakutte Moran, it says that the the words of a Sadiq become one with the wind, right? And that wind travels around and it goes into it it it, it, influence, it it hits certain people or it covers certain people like you get a cool breeze but inside of that breeze there's all this wisdom that a person who's stuck in the world of of of, of, of non truth can receive this wisdom through a cool breeze or even a warm breeze and that could be the beginning of them questioning and thinking of things differently. So when you bring in that idea of what's in the Kutemoran and in that Madrash that us speaking as Jews And going out in the world and putting that out in the world we're helping those souls that were part of nations that didn't want the truth as a collective and that's the goal of of getting out there and and touching the world and and at the end of the day after 120 at the end of your life what do you want to be remembered by as a person who's just observant or a person who brought people to their level of observance you know in um in this lifetime
0: Amazing. So I want to thank everyone who's joined us online. Thank you, Mordechai Ben Avram, Mordechai Yosef Ben Avram, Rabbi Mordechai Yosef Ben Yosef, and we learned a lot from you. And we appreciate the the time you gave for our double Amuna Tuesday. Remind everyone will be joining you from my home, 3.34pm start time, like allow a little bit of time to get the, the home studio ready, please God. And uh, we love the fact that we get special special people agreeing to come that's in your merit the souls are being woken up thank god and we're doing that on a collaborative level and a collective level and a communal level in a unity way we're all here helping each other welcoming all souls that's the the concept of today's class i hope it was clear to everyone that amuna is going global because the concepts of amuna are for everyone of universal the relationship with hashem with god is a universal truth and keep sharing that remember you can partner munalive.com That's an opportunity for you to help support what we're doing on Munitor and keep that growing. We need your support. We're asking you very straight. And remember, for any of the books, any of the content, you can go to all our platforms, Brezlev English and brezlev.com. Keep going to our website. We've got wonderful articles up weekly. And now, just as I said, thank God all the great classes are being updated on our brezlev.com website as we speak. The team are hard at work catching up on some missing weeks so it's all going to be there soon and this class will be there hopefully please god in the next week or so it's so a key please 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 share these classes it's the biggest biggest important thing It's no point in us sitting here and just chatting together even though i enjoyed it immensely if you guys aren't going to share it, it has to be able to reach beyond the general algorithms we need to help people reach in a further field. I was mentioning before the class as a famous musician, he was saying that no matter what, unless he asks, he gets that collaborative experience of you sharing, mm. and other people sharing, it just sort of stays there. Mm. So he's trying to put on a show and Baruch Hashem, there'll be people will come, but it won't be the full impact that the show could be and the experience could be. And we have that power It can't just be left to the mainstream media, each of us as individuals need to make sure we're doing our, our best. And that's a, a call to action for all of us to keep sharing these content and and partnering and making it aware for your sphere of influence your networks okay thank you again we'll be joining class 80 i can't believe it 80 classes next week we're still yet to decide who the special guest was we wish monica Ben out from a Very successful cool. rest of week and and journey on and we're looking forward to hosting him hopefully sooner than two years and uh yeah be good news for all of our people and for the whole world, welcoming you to Munalive.com. Thank you again and keep sharing Amuna Global. Amen. Amen. That's it.